Welcome to this podcast on breast cancer. My name is Philip Herod. I'm a surgical registrar in the East Midlands. I'm joined today by Mr. Sibbering, who's a consultant oncoplastic breast surgeon at the Royal Derby Hospital. So, Mr. Sibbering, could you tell me about the incidence of breast cancer and a woman's lifetime risk of developing it? Breast cancer is now the commonest cancer seen uh, in the United Kingdom. It is far commoner in women than in men. And one in eight women now can expect to get a diagnosis of breast cancer in their lifetime. Uh, in 2012, the incidence of breast cancer in the United Kingdom topped 50,000 cases in a year for the first time. Men are a fraction of 1% of all breast cancers, and there are approximately 350 breast cancers diagnosed in men per year. Okay then, so what are the current survival statistics for breast cancer, and how many women die from it? Survival from breast cancer is a real success story over the last 20 to 30 years. In the 1980s, there were approximately 25,000 cases of breast cancer per annum, and 16,000 of those women would die. So 60% of women died from the disease. More recently, as I've said, the incidence of breast cancer has topped 50,000 for the first time, and just over 11,000 women per year die of breast cancer in the UK. So nowadays, 75% of women can expect at least a 10-year life expectancy following the diagnosis of breast cancer. Thank you. So please could you describe for me some risk factors of breast cancer? Risk factors for breast cancer can be classified in a number of different ways. One of the most important factors is increased exposure to oestrogen. So endogenous uh, causes of increased exposure to oestrogen would be things like having an early amenarche, late menopause, having first pregnancy after the age of 35, not having children at all, not breastfeeding. Um, exogenous causes of increased oestrogen would be things like using hormone replacement therapy after the age of 50 for a prolonged period, and recent or current use of the oral contraceptive pill over the age of 35. Other important factors are lifestyle factors. So alcohol is thought to be a significant uh, risk factor for breast cancer. Interestingly, many people think smoking is a significant risk factor for breast cancer. It is not. It is a significant factor for breast infections, but not for breast cancer. Other lifestyle factors such as lack of exercise or postmenopausal weight gain are also thought to be important factors. Sometimes there are risks due to exposure. So women who have had previous exposure to radiotherapy as treatment of Hodgkin's lymphoma are at very high risk of developing a breast cancer 15 to 20 years later. Apart from increasing age, the main risk factor otherwise, however, is having a family history of breast cancer and genetic causes of breast cancer. It's thought that approximately 5% of breast cancers are due to a familial link, uh, and this raises the possibility of uh, mutations in high-risk genes such as BRCA1 and BRCA2. So what would you regard as a significant family history and might require gene tests, etc.? Well, I've already said that breast cancer is incredibly common with one in eight women developing breast cancer in their lifetime. So having a family member with breast cancer is a very common event in most families. Um, and the difficulty is trying to 
separate what is a chance happening and what is a significant family history. So the things that are taken into account are the number of affected relatives, and obviously with increasing number, the likelihood of there being a link in the family is much increased. The second would be uh, the degree of the relationship. So for any individual, closer relatives, first degree relatives, sisters and mothers would be far more significant than grandmothers and aunts, which would be second-degree relatives, or third-degree relatives, which would be cousins and, and great-aunts. Bilateral breast cancer is thought to be more significant, and in sort of assessing family histories would count as two cancers. But the most important one, probably, when you're looking at a family, would be the, the younger age of onset of breast cancer. 75 to 80% of breast cancers happen after the age of 50, and so those breast cancers occur under 50 and particularly under the age of 40 are far more significant. The final thing that's probably very significant would be associated other malignancies and in particular ovarian cancer. And the combination of breast and ovarian cancer is very highly significant. Other cancers that are more loosely linked would be prostate cancer and uh, skin cancers such as melanoma would be the other one. So can you tell me a bit more about genes which put patients at increased risk of breast cancer? Two significant genes have been found that increase the risk of uh, breast cancer, uh, BRCA1 and BRCA2. They're autosomal dominant genes, so they have uh, one in two chance of being inherited in the family line. The lifetime risk of breast cancer in a, an individual who carries a BRCA mutation uh, is an 80 to 85% risk in women. Men can carry the mutation and they can be at increased risk of developing breast cancer, particularly with BRCA2 mutations, but they're still far more likely to carry the phenotype and pass it on to children rather than developing breast cancer themselves. So which patients in your family history clinic would you actually offer gene testing to? There are now national guidelines for uh, BRCA gene mutation screening. So in a woman who has had a breast cancer um, or a relative of a woman who's had breast cancer, um, the threshold is set as a 10% chance of finding uh, a gene mutation. And there are scoring systems that can be used based on the family members who've had breast cancer uh, that will get you the answers to who is eligible for screening. Occasionally, there are factors that are seen on histology that would be more associated with cancers from BRCA gene mutation carriers. And so, for example, if you have a triple negative breast cancer, that's a cancer that is estrogen receptor negative, progesterone receptor negative, and HER2 receptor negative. In a woman under the age of 50, she's automatically eligible for BRCA gene mutation testing. So moving away from family history in breast cancer, could you classify simply for me breast cancers? So the main subdivision of uh, breast cancers is into uh, non-invasive and invasive breast cancers. So non-invasive breast cancers are of two types, lobular carcinoma in situ and ductal carcinoma in situ. Lobular carcinoma in situ is regarded as a risk factor for breast cancer rather than an overt pre-malignant condition. For ductal carcinoma in situ, you have 
cancer cells that are confined within the walls of the milk duct and haven't yet passed through the basement membrane uh, into the surrounding breast structures to become an invasive breast cancer. There's a, a, a heterogeneous group of these and they carry varying degrees of risk of, of actually transforming into an invasive breast cancer over time. And breast cancer can be subdivided into a number of different types according to the structure from which they mainly originate. The commonest breast cancers arise from the milk ducts and therefore known as ductal carcinomas. The second commonest are lobular cancers that are, arise from the lobules surrounding the milk ducts. And there are various other less common types such as tubular cancers that are derived from the breast tubules and generally have a better prognosis. So how do breast cancers present? In the UK currently, approximately 40% of breast cancers, there's just over 20,000 a year, are diagnosed through the breast screening programme for asymptomatic women. And about 30,000 breast cancers are diagnosed with women coming forward to clinics with breast symptoms. Okay then. So can you tell me a bit more about the breast screening programme? Currently, the breast screening programme screens or invites women for screening between the ages of 50 and 70. Women are invited for a mammogram every three years, and those with abnormalities found on mammograms are recalled for assessment and potentially could be diagnosed with a malignancy. There are ongoing trials to see about the extension of breast screening to women under the age of 50, and over the age of 70, but the current age range is a 20-year range between 50 and 70. So is there a difference between the types of cancers which are found on the screening programme and those which present symptomatically? The screening programme aims to diagnose breast cancers at an earlier stage, and so there's a far more significant proportion of breast cancers, about 20 to 25%, are non-invasive and that would compare to about 3 to 5% of symptomatic breast cancers. Screen-detected breast cancers also tend to be smaller, and they tend to be associated with less lymph node positivity and therefore with a better prognosis. And moving on to symptomatic cancers, how would a patient generally present to clinics symptomatically? The main symptom that women present with for breast cancer would be uh, with a breast lump. Sometimes they'll also notice, notice a lump, an area of thickening or lumpiness or a change in the shape of the breast. Occasionally they can present with nipple symptoms such as an inverted nipple, discharge of the nipple that is blood-stained, or with a rash eczema on the nipple that is Paget's disease of the nipple. Breast pain is a very common presenting symptom to the breast clinic, but actually is a very uncommon symptom alone of breast cancer. Thank you very much, Mr Sibbering, and that brings this podcast to a close.